The following is a Tony Lozano podcast, an OPI show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Free Kicks. Okay, usually before we start uh, recording the show, Adam and I have a little chat. And yeah. uh, I thought this was uh, an interesting story you were telling me. Tell me, tell tell our listeners about uh, your experience this weekend. Yeah, it was a, it was a good experience for our players. We actually had little friendlies against Missouri and Wisconsin. We was playing a team, um, and we have I have a 2011 team. So these kids are basically 11 years old and played against the team. One kid was. He looked like he was probably 17 or 18. He was probably 11, but just obviously a little bit taller. <laughs> probably a little taller and bigger than everybody. But uh, it was a good learning experience because the kids found out, hey, you're not going to get the ball off him because he's quite big. Yeah. So let's try and see if we can play around him. So, yeah, it was good. Yeah, I, I remember that as a coach of uh, kids that age, thinking to myself, if he's shaving there's no way he's 11 <laughs> you know what i mean but you know it, it's kind of the way it works these days some of these kids they grow up fast don't they they do it's I'm, I'm noticing it more and more bigger faster stronger a lot earlier that's for sure okay well hey it's time for free kicks so let's get to it and now free kicks free kicks with illinois youth soccer association's director of coaching adam howarth and rick kemper so huge news uh, in the Premier mm-hmm. League since we last spoke. Um, it still hasn't fully shaken out uh, as we record this on Tuesday, but yeah. the news broke last night. Manchester City Football Club accused of spending more than it was allowed to under uh, Premier League of, uh, financial rules, and mm-hmm. they are going to be sanctioned. They broke the rules over a hundred times <laughs> uh, in the last uh, 10 years. And they're talking about all sorts of possibilities, including taking away their titles. Yeah. Uh, including uh, relegating them uh, mm-hmm. and taking points away. Um, talk to me. This sort of thing happened a little bit to Chelsea a few years ago, but not to this extent. No, I think, yeah, I think what happened was they was basically historically what happened before UEFA kind of went back and they they noticed that there was some serious breaches of the regulations but there's it was overturned and so they didn't actually have any sanctions and there is i believe a, a statute of limitations so they can't go back and accuse them again but the premier league is a little bit different so obviously this has been an ongoing investigation and obviously man city's denying any financial wrong, wrongdoing but it's going to be a little bit of a, a ongoing process uh, to see exactly what took place. But there's a lot of shady stuff, you would think, <laughs> yeah. That, uh, yeah. that has been going on. And uh, I think Man City is going to have to do their best to try to see if they can get out of this one. Uh, but, uh, you know, again, with over 100 accusations, I would think there's maybe going to few a few of those probably will stick. The severity, I mean, if you if you relegate a team like Man City, it's going to have huge ramifications. You take away trophies, again, huge ramifications. But right. it could happen. It could be happening. Well, they've won the league six times since uh, 2008 when uh, the Abu Dhabi Royals bought the club. Yeah. Um, and they, there's even a term for this. What, what do they call this? Uh, they call it sports washing, right? Oh, interesting. Have you okay. heard that? Where I it's kind of like laundering money through sports. 
Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, reviving their reputations. Uh, same thing yeah. as happening with uh, Newcastle. They're also uh, what they call it a Petro State owned club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. And Paris uh, Saint Germain is also one of these teams. And, yeah. it, and it turns out that uh, there have been irregularities <laughs> throughout the mm-hmm. years for all of these clubs. And, sure. and so they're definitely looking at it close and and uh it's a political matter as much as it is a uh a, you know financial and soccer matter that's right that's right and the interesting part i already got some uh text messages from manchester united fans and liverpool fans just let me know if they do take the titles away uh-huh. Man- manchester united wins three of them <laughs> liverpool wins the other three so yes just so, so just so you know if it all works out there you go you've, you've got three championships you you could have won there that's you go. fantastic <laughs> all right well that's good uh there was one other big story uh so we'll be following this manchester city yeah. story obviously we you may even mo- know more by the time uh this drops but uh, we couldn't not discuss it Sure. The other matter is uh, the American coach, uh, Jesse mm-hmm. Marsh, uh, from Leeds mm-hmm. has been uh, sacked, as they call yes. it in England. Yep, that's right. Um, that, I guess, is not too surprising, is it? Yeah, a tough run. Um, having, haven't won a game in the Premier League since November the 5th. <laughs> so, yeah. obviously, there was a, a period of time where they weren't playing, of course. But when you look at... Uh, the record and how things have gone, it was kind of a, a little bit of a formality um, when when you look at how things have been going. The problem overall, and I was kind of looked at some people kind of doing the analysis, is they, they have a lot of good players. They have everybody in the spots I think that they need. They're outplaying teams, but they just can't get the results. Right. So ultimately, you're not going to fire the players – yeah, you can end up firing the manager, and so that's it's kind of left on the manager. So you know, there's question marks on maybe the tactics and the changes and those types of things. Could he could have he done maybe some different things to maybe maybe win some of the games, possibly. Uh, but they've signed a bunch of American players, which is kind yeah. of ironic. You would have thought they would have stuck with him for at least a little bit longer, especially after. Uh, just signing West McKinney, but uh, wasn't meant to be. And and let's face it, uh, you know, I don't want to accuse anybody of uh, racism or anything, but uh, uh, there is a uh, anti-Yank vibe mm. in the Premier League yeah. that is in, unmistakable, especially when it comes to coaches. Yeah, I, I think that's the t- it's been really tough for American coaches to make a big impression. Obviously, Bob Bradley's was had a short role. I mean, he Jesse Marsh lasted a little bit longer in the fact that he was there for a year, although they did give him a three-year contract. Um, but yeah, I think it's a tough one. I think it's still trying to get that recognition and giving the the coaches the the opportunity to be able to manage these big clubs. I think that's always important and. I think uh, you know the American managers are just still not quite there yet in terms of having the success that they possibly need to get that credibility back. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, mm-hmm. And, and uh, now there's talk about you know maybe hiring Jesse March to be the uh, the national team coach. 
Yeah, could be could be an interesting move. Obviously, he's got the credentials. He's coached obviously internationally. Could be a good move. Um, you know, I think there's always question marks about uh, you know the tactical side. He's right. obviously plays one particular way. Um, it's very much in your face type of a play, which was what they had with Bielsa before. But um, it'd be interesting to see who Leeds go after as well. You know, I've heard. Uh, Bielsa again actually is being talked about maybe coming back. That would not surprise that, me at all, actually. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that would happen, but there's there's a discussion there. Steven Gerrard, Frank Lampard, all the guys that just got got uh, uh, fired, they, they all fall into it. Yeah, got all sacked. They all get into the into that area too. But okay, shame for Jesse Marsh, but uh, I wish him the best of luck. I'm sure. I'm sure he'll land on his feet. He's a good enough manager. He'll find something. Yes, and he has had success, you know, wherever he went before this. So, you know, it's just a it's a bump in the road for him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're hired to be fired. That's how they look at it. Exactly. Yeah. If you don't want to be fired, don't become a coach in the Premier League because <laughs> yeah. just that's just how it goes. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk about what's happening on the pitch. Premier League football. What's happening on the pitch? So there were some big upsets this past weekend, uh, huge upsets. And I think the biggest one, and nobody saw this coming, was Everton beat Arsenal, (laughs) which is, you know, the bottom team beating the top team. I don't think Everton was literally the bottom team, but they were close. Yeah, down the bottom, still in the bottom three. I mean, they moved up a spot, but yeah, Sean Dyke, the new manager, comes in, uh, creates this... uh, this new manager hype in terms of hopefully trying to get a result and they go ahead and knock off the top team. It's amazing. It's amazing how this happens and uh, excited for Everton because now it gives them a little bit more hope potentially to stay up. I think obviously the fans are ecstatic. Um, It's not going to be pretty how Sean Dyke plays in terms of what he does, but it's very effective. And at this point they need to be effective to get the results. That's for sure. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the other one, uh, Man City uh, falls to Tottenham. Now, uh, who knows how much of this behind-the-scenes stuff was already affecting them. Um, I did see an interview of Pep after the game, and he just – it didn't seem – well, you know what he didn't have? He didn't have any Pep. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it, it just looks like his heart isn't into it or something. I don't know. I, I could be projecting onto him, but that, that Man City team looked terrible against Tottenham. Yeah, it was an, an interesting setup. I mean, he sat De Bruyne, if I remember. I know yeah, Phil Foden got sick. Um, There's somebody else who was not playing. But, yeah, it's just some interesting tactical changes. And, and I've been reading a lot about, you know, Tottenham and Man City. It seems like Tottenham just has Manchester City's number right. in the Premier League. Especially um, at Tottenham. Yeah, especially at Tottenham. Yeah, exactly. So that's the that's the biggest thing. Uh, They've never scored a goal in that stadium. Wow. That's unbelievable. It really is. It really is. And obviously Harry Kane scored a bunch. So it gives you an idea of how it is. Yeah. Uh, We'll get to Harry Kane in a second here. But uh, the other one that I wanted to talk about was Newcastle, who's Mm. been looking great. West Ham comes in. West Ham is is limping into the game, basically. And they, they managed to get a draw. Yeah, yeah, good result for West Ham on the road to try and go all the way up to Newcastle. Uh, I think it showed a little bit of fight from David Moyes' side 
to be able to get that. Uh, but still, they're struggling to score goals. That seems to be West Ham's big problem most yeah. of the most of the season. Um, and you know, it, it's amazing how far Newcastle have come along. You know, I'm looking at the statistics. You know, just a year and a half ago, they were the team that was being outplayed. Now, possession wise, it's Newcastle getting the, all of the opportunities. I think they had 63% possession, which is have a huge difference to where they was at just oh a year God. and a half it's ago. Like night and day. They were <laughs> exactly. just hanging on every game. They had like 20% possession. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that was the first goal they conceded in quite a while. So it was, you know, they'd been very solid in the back. Um, and I think they even introduced the new signing there. Anthony Gordon came on yeah. as a substitute. Uh, I think he's going to obviously be, you know, a big influence for them. You know, I, I watch Everton. that game. You know which, who really impresses me? And every time I see him, I, I think, I, you know, because he's not really top of the mind when you talk about the Premier League, but uh, Trippier, yeah. he is Kieran a Trippier. solid player. Yeah, I think that was probably one. I think that was one of Eddie Howe's first signings. And everybody, I know we talked a little bit about it in our office and a few players, and uh, and he was one that, I should have picked up on my fantasy team because he can, he's always around the goals, whether he creates them, he's great at free kicks. Yeah. He serves corner kicks in and he just, he's just a really solid player. Yeah. I totally agree. He's been by far probably the most consistent player in the last year for Newcastle. Yeah. And he's not one of those, um, free kick players that is stationary the rest of the game. You know, he's no, he's no James Ward Prowse. You know, because mm-hmm. he's flying down the sidelines, he's he's crossing the ball in, he's he's dangerous. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, he's he's a player that can change games. You know, just because of the things that he's able to create. Um, so yeah, he's a, he's been a great signing for them. All right, and then obviously we're talking about Tottenham. Uh, we were talking about Tottenham. Harry Kane, yeah. big day, wow. sets the scoring record for Tottenham. Now there are only three players in the history of the Premier League that have scored 200 goals and Harry Kane is one of them and by far the youngest of the three. Yeah, exactly. So he's got 200 now. He's got quite a ways to catch Alan Shearer at 260. It's amazing how many goals Alan Shearer scored. You yeah. didn't realize that. And and to think he played on a Newcastle team that was pretty average. He's going to do it though. I think Harry Kane's going to do it. I, I think that's good. It's obviously... His his legacy he wants to leave. I think he's certainly young enough, late twenties, early thirties. So he's yeah. going to be able to have enough time to do it. Uh, obviously, now he's the all-time leading scorer at Tottenham Hotspur. So there's yep. a legacy there he's left. And uh, yeah, I think he's he's going to get there. Rooney is the next one, two hundred and eight. Yep. Once he beats Rooney, he'll be uh, second. Mm-hmm. And Tottenham is now only a point out of the Champions League spot. I think Newcastle has a game in hand, but, uh, you know, Tottenham's been very uneven this year, and somehow they're managing to stay up there. Yeah, I mean, very inconsistent, Tottenham. You just don't know what to expect, but they've got three wins out of their last five games uh, on a bit of a streak, which is good. They won their last two. And you know they've got always good. They're always going to find a way to score, especially with Harry Kane and, and Son up top, but Maybe defensively they've been a bit lacking at times, but massive result against Manchester City, and yeah, you know, they're not that far out of the the top four. I mean, got a no. chance to to get in there. There's no question. 
Uh, let's talk about two teams that are very far out at the top four, and that would mm. be Liverpool and Chelsea, uh, you, uh, your, yeah. my team and your team, and both yeah. of them stink right now. <laughs> Neither of them scored a goal this past weekend. I'd like to share an email from our fashion critic and Aston Villa supporter Todd Schneider, who uh, <laughs> sent a note saying, I'd just like to take a moment to welcome both Rick and Adam to mid-table. Hello, fellas. Because he's, you know, Aston Villa fan. I thought that was kind of a cheap shot. But not as cheap as the shot I got from my son, Sean, who called mm. me up and said, you know who the leading scorer for Liverpool is since the World Cup ended? Do, do you know this? No, I don't. It's Wout Faze from uh, Leicester City who scored two own goals. <laughs> wow. Because <laughs> no Liverpool player has scored even two goals since uh, they came back from the World Cup. That's that's funny. Yeah. Well, that tells you exactly where Liverpool is, right? Yes. Exactly. I mean, thinking about, again, how Newcastle pushed up, Liverpool's done the exact opposite. You know, they were – challenging for four trophies last year yeah right so that was just last year <laughs> i know now now they're challenging just to be in the top 10 you yeah. know so uh it's amazing how they dropped and obviously injuries and differences changes players leaving all kinds of stuff have had effects on it but yeah yeah make it's it's been a it's been a tough year for for liverpool and chelsea just going through your, your general 500 million dollar rebuild you know that's yeah. basically what they're doing i mean they're just starting over oh yeah let's 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 get rid of some of these players we'll bring in some new players actually i shouldn't say get rid of some of these players because they don't they haven't gotten rid of anybody yet yeah. they've still got 33 players that are first team uh players so i don't want to say anything them. to the investigators who just checked yeah, out yeah, man yeah, city yeah. but uh, uh you know there's a few. There's a few signs here that might you might want to check out in, uh, in London. But uh, anyway, I we, it's time to do a feature that we have not done in a while, uh, and yeah. I call it this. And now, explain that foreign tradition, please. Mm. Okay, so it, this is uh, something that I reserve for when I'm watching the game uh, with yeah, sure. uh, with uh, British announcers. Every now and then. They say something or do something that I just do not understand because mm-hmm. I'm a yank. Uh, <laughs> and uh, this is what I, I was watching one game this weekend. I heard one of the announcers say something that I've never heard before. He said, that really is chalk and cheese. Mm. Yes. What in the world does that mean? Interesting one. Similar to apples and oranges in the fact that they're suggesting that they are two things that are very different from each other and they have nothing in common. Okay. Although there's possibly, uh, there's some superficial possibilities of them being alike. So it's very confusing. Ah, because chalk and cheese both start with a CH? Yes, yes. And there's kind of the the substance is somewhat similar, I guess you could say, but cheese is softer than than obviously chalk <laughs> and whatever it may be. But anyway, it's they're two opposites. So it's apples and oranges, basically. Except, basically, yeah, it's, it's okay, basically the same meaning, yeah. So okay, uh, I haven't heard that in quite a while. It's funny that you picked up on that because I I'm, I know I've said that before, but I haven't. 
I haven't heard it from commentators recently. So did you remember which game it was? I think it was the Tottenham game. Uh, but uh, I, I like it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I like whenever I hear these new ones. It's, uh, oh, yeah, it's, a, it's a good one. It's a good one. Is. Chalk and cheese. Yeah. All right. Well, Free Kicks is brought to you by the Illinois Youth Soccer Association. Illinois Youth Soccer has been proudly serving the Illinois soccer community since 1975 and has a strong history of credibility. Illinois Youth Soccer is a nonprofit corporation official state association and charter member of the U.S. Soccer Federation and administers U.S. Soccer Federation coaching programs, the U.S. Soccer Federation Olympic Development Program, and U.S. Soccer Federation referee programs. For more information, go to IllinoisYouthSoccer.org. Okay. Well, we have some more show for you, including uh, your favorite segment. Time now to guess the Premier League star. Okay, so uh, last week it was a little tougher. Um, Very tough. This one, I, I don't know if he does. He even play in the Premier League? Who you picked last week? <laughs> yes, he does. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this week's is uh, a little bigger star than last week's. Okay, all right, good. Uh, he's twenty-seven years old. So he's been around a little bit. Mm-hmm. He grew up an Arsenal fan, and mm-hmm. his hero is Thierry Henry. It's his hero because he's also a forward. Gotcha. All right. Now, this is why you should know who he is. He has played a handful of games for the English national team. Okay. In fact, in his first match, he scored on his first shot on target. Hmm. Welcome to the national team, lad. Okay. I think I might know it. Uh Uh-oh. Okay. Is is he currently playing with Newcastle? No. <laughs> oh, uh, his current Premier League team is a mid-table team at best. Mm. Okay, well, it could be Liverpool or Chelsea, right? That's what you. Is that what you're saying? I think it, you're well, going oh, in that no, direction. There's there's the third one that. Uh, that oh, I, I think I think I got you. Okay, so he's definitely playing with. Uh, with our with our good friend's favorite team potentially right could, Aston Villa could be okay his his first name is the same as one of the comedy team Laurel and Hardy first first name okay and he's playing and he's a striker he's okay a so forward. He ha- yeah forward yeah so obviously if he's playing as a forward. He's got to be scoring a bunch of goals, you would think. Um, trying to remember the oh my goodness, what is his yes. name? They play, you know, see, Claret in blue. Uh, they play in the yeah. same the same town that made Peaky Blinders famous. Yes, yes, great show, Gosh. by the way. Yeah, really good one, really good one. My goodness, what are the, what are Laurel and Hardy's first names? Well, it's that's a good question. That's what I'm thinking. Stan. Stan Laurel. Stan, and... Stan Laurel. Oliver Hardy. Uh-huh. So we... Okay. Well, they, well there you go. So he doesn't <laughs> go by Oliver. No, he, goes he doesn't. He by Ollie. Yes. So that's why I was... So it's Ollie Watkins, obviously, yes. That's right. Forward for Aston Villa, yes. That's and right. also the name of our new cat, Oliver. One of our new cats. Oh, absolutely. is that right? Yeah. Oliver yeah. and Owen. We've got the two cats, yes. 
the O's, the double O's. Yeah. It's an O and O. Double O's. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so uh, didn't realize. Yeah, he hasn't played as much for England. Maybe he played a half a dozen times or so. Yeah, I think he's only uh, played three times with the with the national team. But mm. he, you know, he is a good player. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, yeah. He scored. Did he score on the weekend? I think he might have scored this weekend. Yeah, I think so. I think he did. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, he's starting to get back into a bit of form. I think he struggled a little bit under Steven Girard, but um, I think uh, this might be a kind of a, a new a new chance for him to maybe bang a few goals in. So we'll see. All right. Uh, it's time for this feature. Now time for Adam's Weekend Soccer TV Tip. So I was looking at the list of games. There's some good ones this weekend. What uh, what are you what are you thinking for the – and now we, we, can, we can include – through the weekend if you want including you know yeah. like next there's a game on monday there's a game next wednesday right and I, and i think that was kind of where i was leaning okay obviously we've got some games coming up i mean man city's got a quick turnaround so i think there's two games we have to watch yeah. i think monday's game it's a derby Liverpool versus Everton, which is completely different to what we thought was going to happen. We thought yeah, no it was going to be an easy, an easy Liverpool win. Now it's going to be an easy Everton win. A Merseyside so, derby. Got to love it. At Anfield, that should be a great atmosphere. Yeah, if Liverpool really, loses that, and they, and they, they I would good. actually predict they're going to. Yeah, could well happen. You're absolutely yeah. right. I mean, there's a good chance. Uh, and then you've got the game, I think, really the game that everybody wants to watch. It's middle of the week, which is kind of the only tough thing about it, but everybody's going to be taking off work. Wednesday, 15th of February, next week, Arsenal at home against Manchester City. This this could go a long way to determine who wins the table, who wins the league. And Man City, I've played a game in hand, but if they win that one, they'll only be two points behind, put a bit of pressure on Arsenal. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, let's face it that uh um it's the it's the whole ball of wax for Man City. If they lose this yeah. game, it's really their last chance to take a dent out of yes. Arsenal's uh total. So, yeah, this yeah. would have been a big weekend. If they would have won, they would have beaten Tottenham. Man, this could have had even bigger ramifications. It could have been Man City top of the table by the end of the week. But they also so, but, they play another game before that too. They play against Aston Villa. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So they've got two games next week. So uh, they're going to be busy playing back and forth. You're absolutely right. So they've got they play Sunday and then they play Wednesday. Arsenal Saturday and Wednesday. So uh, we'll see. And Arsenal's got a tough game against Brentford. So that's not going to be easy. You know, Brentford's just flying. They, they find are. ways to get results. Um, so, yeah, so those are the two big ones. And Man City's got an easy win against Aston Villa, so they'll be fine. <laughs> and then uh, – oh, sorry, Todd. Uh, and, then, and then they just move forward, and then it's the big one on uh, Wednesday. So we'll see. Okay. Well, Free Kicks is brought to you by Green White Soccer Club. Uh, and uh, we were talking about this before we started recording. We've got a big tournament coming up, Memorial Day. I'll be – Telling everybody about that uh, as as mm-hmm. it approaches, it only happens like every decade or so. So we'll yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, we have to thank some people. Well, special thanks to our executive producer Tony Lasana with OpiShows dot com. Opi is hippo backwards. O p p i h shows dot com. Um, by the way, I don't think I said the green white <laughs> the green white uh, address is greenwhitesoccer.org. dot org. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week. I think we'll wait until after the uh, the big game. What do you think? After the Wednesday game. Yeah, we may have to. That sounds like a plan. All right. But we will be back again next week with a brand new episode of Free Kicks. The preceding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up?